Welcome to the Scaling Creative Podcast. We are going to wrap up our social media series here today. We are. We're excited about it. We're going to wrap up the series and talk about kind of the remaining bunch. We did an episode all about Facebook, all about Instagram, all about LinkedIn. But there are a lot of platforms that we decided to not cover in their entirety in an episode. So we're going to wrap up kind of what we think are maybe three to five more platforms that obviously would be foolish of us not to mention, being YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Pinterest, a bunch of things that are incredibly important and have unbelievable size audiences. But we decided to kind of just wrap up and talk a little bit about each one of those in one episode instead of making this a 10-week series. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Ready to get into it? Yeah. Let's do it. First one that we're going to tackle is Twitter. Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. Do you use Twitter? I use Twitter. Uh, Um. And this is one, so Twitter is one that would be foolish not to talk about. Twitter is a big platform. Mm-hmm. A true. lot of people use it, but it's a platform that I think a lot of people don't really know how they should use at all. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of, they kind of are on it because like, why not? Mm-hmm. There are certain people that that's like their number one most exciting platform. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use it as a sounding board for other things, which is partially what we'll talk about of a good way to use it at a defense from your company. Yeah. Um, I use Twitter a lot. I use it more than anything for information of news. Mm-hmm. I follow a lot of like sports people, not athletes, but like reporters, different people okay. like that. I use it a lot to interact with people mm-hmm. from YouTube and things because it's a good place for them to kind of mm-hmm. get a direct DM to me mm-hmm. for different things. It's also a platform I get in touch with a lot of people through. Okay. And I use 100% for my customer service to companies. Yes. Which is a thing that I think people need to pay attention to as a company. In what way? Expand on that. So if I have a problem with an iPad, I just DM Apple support and 24 hours a day, they're responding. Mm -hmm. They will set up my appointments at the Apple store. They'll try to troubleshoot some things over it. If I have a problem with Verizon for something, for a cell phone or for Fios, whatever. It's all done through Twitter DM. If I have issues with most things, that's literally where I go first. So if your company's not in there doing that and you're kind of ignoring the platform, but you have a, a, I'm assuming that if you have a Twitter that you know that's what a lot of people are doing these days. Mm -hmm. So if I write to you and I'm like, I have a problem with this thing and, and no one responds, it doesn't look good to me. That's right. kind of how I look at it. Right. And not that they're responsible to make customer service their Twitter thing, mm-hmm. but Twitter is a great place to like just listen to what people are saying about your company. Okay. Twitter's become like the the sounding board per se of people that complain about a lot of things, but you can use that to your advantage because you can show up. I've always said the most unique thing about Twitter is Twitter is the only platform, the only thing in the world that you can randomly jump in on anyone's conversation and it's not awkward because that's what people do on Twitter. So it's the really cool place that you can just pay attention like what people are saying as a whole about your company, about local things. You can search Twitter for certain things and you can literally just jump in on any conversation and no one's like, who the heck is this guy? Because that's what people are used to in Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can use that to your advantage as a company because you can kind of humanize yourself really elegantly because right. you're not hoping that people are already following you or that mm-hmm. people have not blocked you. Like you just can jump in. Mm-hmm. 
And I've seen companies do this really, really well. And the companies that do it really well from a competing standpoint are cleverly doing it by, you know, if, if someone complains about something on Verizon, I've seen T-Mobile or Sprint or different people like jump in and be like, yeah, that's unacceptable. Like just yeah. almost in fun ways. <laughs> yeah. But it's a cool way to do it. Because it's like if you overheard someone talking about your company in a bad way in person, you'd probably want to be like, hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know, like, we're, we're sorry that you're having that problem. Like, we'd love to talk about it. That's how I look at Twitter. Okay. Now, I know, I know neither one of you use Twitter very much. No. And the only... In fact, Pablo made an appearance like last week for the first time in like three months, and someone was like, "What in the world, Pablo's on? Who's this guy?" Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I definitely, and it's funny because like I feel like you know I don't use it enough to feel like I should talk about like be the one to talk about it or whatever. But I, I, I would agree with Scott. I think it's probably the most when I do use it. I think it's the most accessible mm. when to get in touch with companies, with celebrities, with mm. people that you may look up to or whatever. Just because I don't know what it is, but it's it's true. There's something about a tweet that's different than like when you follow someone on like maybe Instagram yeah. or Facebook or whatever, there's something that you can easily find them accessible. And it's true with companies. Like I've had so many things either returned through Twitter DM or like I've even rebooked a plane ticket mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. Twitter DM. Like it's, it's, they're there. It's like they're waiting for you. It's like, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's well, not every company, but most companies that I've dealt with, you've taught me that, that like you can reach them through Twitter. And I just think it's a really cool platform that, again, it's not weird if you reach out to people through there because you can, they're just easily accessible on there, I think. Yeah, Twitter DM and Facebook Messenger are becoming very, very popular customer service platforms from a DM standpoint. Right. And the companies that get it, and mostly, you know, you've got to be a relatively large company to probably afford like people that are just for support like those people that are on apple support for example obviously there's those are 24-hour shifts and multiple people because i've yeah. gotten responses back at five in the morning and mm. midnight and random things mm. there's so they're obviously 24 hours a day there's people right. that that is another location for them they look at it equally as important and i love it because it's just convenient like it, it's much more convenient for me to just because they also can look back at your old conversation. So when someone else jumps on their new shift and I write and I'm like, hey, just curious about an update on this. And they can quickly just look yeah, and be like, through. oh, yeah, I saw you're having issues. Are you yeah. still having issues with that? That's yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's just it's nice. What are your thoughts on Twitter? <laughs> uh, I don't have a ton of them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, and the only place that I really see tweets is when people post them on Instagram. Terrible, terrible method we'll talk about. <laughs> well, no, like when other people like screenshot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's really the only time that I see Twitter. And it's usually funny things mm-hmm. or like comebacks from companies right. that are really funny. But the cool thing is that 73% of Twitter users are also avid 100%. Instagram users, yeah. which is why Definitely. you should not cross post. Yep. So tell us a little bit more. And we've, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm often throughout the series with all social been, media yeah if yeah. you've been with us this whole series you know that's a big like no no it's a big no no because it's just it's it's lazy and especially with that you know just that stat alone about that 75 percent of people and that's just that the 75 percent of people on twitter are also on instagram, instagram. probably 99 percent of all twitter users are on something else in general yes meaning true it, you're making a big mistake mm-hmm. to just share the same information mm-hmm. because you're not giving people a reason to follow you. I think the reason a lot of people don't follow companies on multiple platforms is because it's the same stuff. So you're kind of saying, well, if I, and literally if you see it one time, it kind of tells you like, okay, I don't really need to follow it. And people are always looking to like eliminate noise on social media. Mm -hmm. 
And if they can eliminate you by simply knowing, okay, well, I'm not really eliminating them. I'm going to see the same thing elsewhere. It's a big mistake. And I think Twitter can be just a really good unfiltered kind of look into things because Twitter, obviously, unlike Instagram where you kind of have to have a visual represented with it mm-hmm. or even even Facebook is different because of how people are in that. Twitter is kind of the very – it's the most real I feel like I see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do it wrongly, mm-hmm. not realizing how real it makes them look because it ends up being the sounding board of them complaining about something. Yeah. But right. it's kind of the very quick, random thoughts. Mm-hmm. People can post hundreds of times a day if they really want to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of platforms have that the same. Like Instagram stories still requires a visual unless you're like, you know, posting a screenshot or something. Right, but right. Twitter's so... Yeah. You don't really think hard about Twitter's it. Twitter's almost like a, like I've always looked at Twitter as like a real time conversation about mm-hmm. current stuff that's mm-hmm. always happening. Mm-hmm. It's whether you're in, in, in on it or not, you know, like, but I feel like it's something that like anytime I jump in on Twitter, there's a conversation happening about what's happening in the world, like mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like it's just something that's always, always happening. But I agree. It's like less visual. It's just more of like, like, if, like for example, like the biggest thing that jo- people joke about all the times when Instagram goes down, Twitter's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Twitter always. sees its biggest spikes when everything else right. is having issues. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what's funny is that like, I think it, it should, it can be visual and you get more response when there yeah. are visual things true. with yeah. it. No doubt about it. But I also think something, and we deal with this even with some of our own clients that have very, very, very large Twitter followings, and that's kind of their main platform, mm-hmm. and they struggle big time to figure out how to actually get reach elsewhere because they've really kind of put all their eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain demographics that are heavily into Twitter. Mm-hmm. So there are people that I know that are really big, like networking and IT people that like their communities are built on Twitter and you yep. can literally just be on that and nothing else. And that's fine. And, right. and then even some of our education clients, same thing. They're very into Twitter, which is all good mm-hmm. until you don't have Twitter anymore for some reason or right. until everyone leaves it and they, cause yeah. they all like something else better than you're like everywhere else. I don't have any sort of following and putting your eggs in one basket's a ba- bad in general, yeah. but yeah. I think it is important to just realize that if you're having really good success on Twitter, don't just think that what you're doing on Twitter mm-hmm. is going to become your success mm-hmm. elsewhere. Try to think about, because you may just be posting stuff very natively in that and people right. may really like what you're doing and then going and doing the same thing in Instagram might not work. So trying to think about how you're going to tell your story is good. The when I was doing some of my research on this, a lot of people talk about the optimal times to post on Twitter mm-hmm. that you have like a 24 minute, <laughs> um, I can't remember what they called it, a 24 minute half life essentially, which is four times shorter than the average post on Facebook, which means that tweeting at the right time is really important. And so some of the info that I found on Hootsuite said that Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. is like the best time to post on Twitter for B2B audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and like to me, I, I would say don't use – here's the big thing. Don't use Twitter to get business. That's literally what I would say. Really? Twitter, I do not think you get business from Twitter. Okay. I think Twitter maintain becomes relationships? yes. Okay. Maintain relationships, put out fires, okay. listen to people, see what people are talking about. 
don't look especially from B2B. I, I, I don't use Twitter for one percent of actually like thinking that I'm using it to get business. Mm-hmm. It should be another place that you show up mm-hmm. because everyone's elsewhere also. So yeah. it's like it's just a good place to show up to. I don't look at Twitter at all and I don't think that anyone should look at it as that's going to be their thing to get business. Can you get business? Right. Sure. But don't look at it that way mm-hmm. because you'll you'll feel disappointed all the time mm-hmm. because the organic reach for sure is incredibly low in Twitter mm-hmm. because of how much yes. noise there is. Yes. Like unbelievably low yes. and paid's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. So I look That's at it that you can't that you really can't overpost in Twitter because yeah. barely anyone sees it anyway. Yep. And all you can really do is I like just being more a part of the conversations. I don't really care about how many people follow me mm-hmm. per se. Like I'll I'll post different things, different tweets and things, but I really just like using it as I jump in on other conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love trending things. Like you said, it's right. a huge thing. Trending. Anytime yeah. something's happening, going go on Twitter, that's how I start to, like, if I hear about some big casualty of some sort of, you know, mm-hmm. life event, I instantly go on Twitter and go to trending mm-hmm. and see what people are talking about mm-hmm. because it's great for that. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how I see it. Any other things about Twitter? No. That you want to hit on? I think it's just, yeah, it's just important to realize there definitely are people on it. Okay. But just try to just use the search, search.twitter.com or directly in the search, and you're, that's the best way to do it. Search things people are talking about that are like relative to what you might offer if you are a business, mm-hmm. and then just jump in on some conversations. And then do it smartly, just like everything we've talked about. Yep. Add value to conversations. Yep. Don't Just sell. have conversations. Don't sell on Don't Twitter. Sell, yeah. It just is not going to get anything anyway. Yeah. And just use it as a platform. Like people are on it. Okay. So that's how I look at it. Yep. YouTube. This is a good one. YouTube. YouTubers. YouTubers. Right here. Yeah. Here we us. are. That is us. Maybe one day I'm, I'll be a YouTuber, but not now. It's coming. So YouTube is the number two search engine in the world mm-hmm. behind Google, who also owns YouTube. Mm-hmm. And in case you didn't know, anytime you search something on Google, usually a video shows up as a search result mm-hmm. from YouTube. You want to use YouTube to get people to come across what they're searching. Mm. And you can do it through just posting lots of stuff and then hoping that you get pushed up. Mm-hmm. Or you can use it and pay for it with pay-per-click. And it's very, very important that you should be putting stuff on YouTube as a business or a personal brand or a so, vlogger or anything. Okay. I think anyone. Literally. Because it's a search engine. Like right. most people listening to this probably would be honest that like if I even have a question these days, mm-hmm. you go to YouTube. I literally just go to YouTube. Yeah. I don't even go to Google and see if YouTube shows up because I know it's gonna anyway. They're gonna they're pushing YouTube right. because yes. they own it. They own it, yeah. So I want to just be looking most time unless there's something I know that wouldn't necessarily but is there anything that wouldn't come up as a video result these days? No. It's at the top. Yeah. Like it's just always there. Is that, I mean, everyone says video is king. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is just like another piece of the pr- proof mm-hmm. that it is. Because, yeah, it's so true. I do whenever I need something, yep. especially education-wise, oh, yeah. I go to YouTube. Every business these days is founded by like video production. Is They, they went to school. It's like YouTube University is how <laughs> I look at it. Okay. And everyone is using it for that. Like people okay. learn how to build cars, change yep. oil, make cakes, shoot so, video, use social media. Like it, everything is on there. It's 
It's really noisy, which okay. is the only problem with YouTube. Yeah. And How there do you are cut through that. You don't. Okay. You just have to hope that value. I think. I think when something gets really, 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 really noisy, eventually the quality stuff rises. Okay. YouTube really does pay a lot of attention, like what people are. Well, sometimes they do. Their algorithm is a little bit weird. That it's there are some amazing creators that mm -hmm. don't have a lot of reach, and then there's some that are terrible creators that also have a lot. But then again, I'm saying they're terrible. Clearly, people aren't because yeah, people yeah. are watching it. Yeah. And I don't think you. There's definitely no formula to YouTube. That's the that's what's frustrating to people. Okay. We've seen clients that have humongous Twitter followers mm -hmm. postings on YouTube and get five, six, seven views. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's there's no formula to it. The only formula that I've found is that you have to just put out a lot, a lot of stuff yeah. and hope that one in 10, one in 20, one in 50 mm -hmm. becomes more popular than some of the other ones, which then draws people to say what other stuff is happening. Okay. I think having the library and you know, Pablo and I, I mean, Pablo will touch on this too, like just having a library of stuff mm -hmm. is the best thing you can have because when people come across one video that YouTube for some reason predicts they should watch, mm -hmm. YouTube is the platform that, like, if I come across a video, I'm like, I liked that. Mm -hmm. I go to their channel yep. and see what other stuff they're doing. 100%. I'll subscribe, maybe, or I'll just see other videos. Mm -hmm. And having a catalog behind it mm -hmm. is super important because mm -hmm. now if I say that was really inform informational and then I see they have 400 more videos, I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I found a whole new channel that I can dive into info about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something that Scott's taught me a while back and I, I – the more I'm doing it, the more I find it to be true is that people come to YouTube for two reasons, which is education and uh, entertainment. And I think that if you can just find your voice, mm -hmm. whatever business you are, personal brand you are, it doesn't matter whatever you are, but like if, as long as you can find your voice and provide value to people yep. and you fall in love with that process, mm -hmm. then YouTube can work perfectly fine for you because at least you're putting stuff out to show people, like you said, what it is you're about. What are you doing? What, mm -hmm. what, what are you building? Like all those kinds of things or whatever because people are looking on YouTube to learn and to be entertained as well. Okay, so if you're a new business or like a new personal brand, what's the best way to get on YouTube? Like if you don't have, like do you need all this gear? No, of course not. I mean, I think that depending on the field you're in, some of it is important. Mm -hmm. I do think that, you know, when Pablo and I, put out content on YouTube, we don't think about it nearly as much as like, as we think about it very differently because to a point, our personal brand also is represented. Like we are a video production company. So mm -hmm. naturally our vlogs might and should probably look better in the first place because we, we have, we should have the skill set. For sure. We definitely are more raw on YouTube. We don't pay as much attention, but mm -hmm. If you're not trying to essentially at the end of your funnel sell video production, mm -hmm. no one necessarily is paying too much attention. Now, no doubt about it, audio is unbelievably important. Mm -hmm. And if someone is watching or listening to something and it sounds better or looks better, I do think that that helps people stay. Mm -hmm. I don't think – it definitely doesn't help get your name out there. Okay. But I think it does help people stay longer mm -hmm. because – if I go to a video and obviously we have different mm -hmm. sensitivities to like bad audio and good mm -hmm. video and all that kind of stuff. But if I go to something and it just sounds terrible, mm -hmm. like I'm not even giving someone a chance. I mean, yeah. it could be the best video ever. It's gone. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Other people would be surprised how many times they're actually doing the same thing without realizing it. Mm 
they're just like something about people don't excuse bad audio. They excuse bad video if there's good audio and people don't realize it enough, but your ears make you turn things off more than people think. Mm -hmm. But there's just no, there's no secret to it. There are the videos and that's why I think that you can, you should to a point use that as an advantage of, I tell people this all the time, people that are like struggling with putting stuff out is Mm -hmm. don't you decide if you think something's good enough to put out because the things that you think are good enough to put out, Mm -hmm. nobody will. And vice versa. The things that you're like, I just don't even know why I'm going to pose this. And it becomes your most popular video. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I just had a conversation with Tom Murray the other Mm -hmm. day. And it was about writing. Mm -hmm. He's an author. Mm -hmm. And similar concepts, I think, just in in life in general. He's like, as he was writing, he's like, this is going to be tweeted out. And this, you know, like he was like, this is going to be so good. And then nobody's Mm -hmm. ever talked about it. And Mm -hmm. the stuff that four in the morning, he woke up random, had this thought. And that's what's. Yep. Popular, like you don't know always what your audience is going to mm-hmm. connect with, and then when they do, take note of that mm-hmm. and learn, or just learn. Take note of the fact that it's not always what you think happened. Yeah. So don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. it, it the the biggest thing on YouTube is to not overthink it, and then the next biggest thing is to realize. It does not matter how unbelievable the video you are about to put out is, mm-hmm. even if it's at the highest quality, everything you spent million dollars on the video you put on YouTube, mm-hmm. it still doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. YouTube's algorithms deciding whether or not. And I think YouTube, I've, I've absolutely seen that I think YouTube kind of wants you to build credibility before they recommend you to people. Mm-hmm. I think that they kind of want to see, and, and I don't know, the, it could be, this could not even be accurate at all, but I, I literally feel like what I see is YouTube kind of making people put out content, mm-hmm. a good amount of it, mm-hmm. before they even recommend it. Because I almost feel like mm-hmm. it helps them when they say like, okay, check out Scott's channel and I have a lot of videos behind that other people are watching yeah. because it makes them feel like it's a platform. Yep. YouTube is like Netflix. It's not like Facebook in terms of social media. Mm. YouTube good. YouTube is a, a content absorb absorbing consuming uh, consuming yeah Yeah. Yeah. people people consume content on that just like they consume Mm -hmm. you binge watch youtube Mm -hmm. and you can get caught in a funnel and never leave it's unbelievable how much you can watch youtube unbelievable (laughs) yeah i'll I'll listen to a sermon and then yeah the the next one will just come that's actually how i found some of my favorite yeah is is the recommended you know just what it goes to next Mm -hmm. and that's also what's tricky about youtube and i think people don't realize is that like someone hits subscribe most people never even go to their subscriptions page Mm -hmm. they're really going to what eight videos youtube is recommending on your home page which is why it's a lottery system whether people will watch any of your videos which is why you shouldn't overthink it Right. And which is why if you were going to buy lottery tickets, the more you buy, the better chance you get of people seeing it. Mm-hmm. The more videos you put out, the better chance you have of overall. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to have 300, 400 in an overall funnel, mm-hmm. it's being recommended as a whole, your channel, mm-hmm. on more and more and more platforms. So interesting. I so think- Twitter and YouTube, it sounds like, don't overthink it. Yeah. I mean, Twitter, definitely. But YouTube, the only thing that you should like overthink is... Well, not even overthink. It's not the word. You just should. You need to put out a lot of stuff on YouTube. You don't have to put out a lot of stuff on Twitter, realistically. I think YouTube is a base that should be covered, but I think a lot of people look at it from an like external standpoint, and they need to look introspectively. So, and I think it's more of something that YouTube is something that you should enjoy the process of sharing your story. 
It shouldn't be something that for if you're if you're posting, if you're consuming, mm-hmm. consume what you want, do whatever you want. But and if you're looking to learn something, great. But but if you're putting stuff out as a company or as a brand or whatever, you should focus and love the 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 process of sharing value with people, not looking at like how many views, how many subs, how many blah blah blah, whatever this the the, the stuff that subs. comes. Subs, yeah. subscribers. Sorry for for those <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, I think it's it's more. That's when I started to enjoy YouTube more. When I started to actually focus on what I'm putting out and enjoying that process, and not getting overwhelmed and over, right. overthinking, but just putting out. And then and and now I just love I love YouTube for that reason because I don't focus on what people are thinking of. I just do it. Yeah, and I think a, a very important thing to talk about with with YouTube is that. The, the ad platform of YouTube and pre-roll ads and all that oh, yeah. is incredible. It's just expensive. So with Google AdWords, what a lot of people don't realize is that the pre-roll ads that you see on YouTube mm-hmm. are not based on what you just searched in YouTube. They're based on what you searched in general, and then they throw pre-roll ads based on what you've been looking for in front of any video that you're watching. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that if you're trying to advertise a, a, a auto service shop that does oil changes and someone searches oil change Allentown, Pennsylvania, they may then search something on Google or on YouTube, like how to film a commercial Mm -hmm. and an oil change video can play before it. It's not based on what they just searched on YouTube. It's based on what they did search. So it's unbelievably effective because you're actually getting people legit that are searching for your service Mm -hmm. and you're putting an ad in front of them. Mm -hmm. The problem is it's expensive because it is good mm-hmm. and it is 100% caught up with how good it is that it's not one that I always recommend to use AdWords only because of the fact that if you don't if you're a smaller business especially you can't really afford to run $6 pay-per-clicks or $10 or even more to pay because it really also depends on what word you're buying right the word itself can be if you buy the word wine it may be $13 a click, $14. And those clicks don't mean sales. No. They just mean someone literally clicked ad on and yeah. go into it. Yeah. That can be expensive, yeah. really expensive. Yeah. But if you have money mm-hmm. or you want to put some into it, it's it's absolutely a great platform because you're, people are searching for you um, inside it. But I think YouTube pre-roll ads are where I think can be important. Okay. Proof of that is the amount of times that someone will see, and there's two different ad platforms essentially that live in YouTube. One of them is owned by Google, which is like the pre-roll ads or the mid-ads. The bigger one that people are using on YouTube is influencer marketing ads, which I think YouTube is honestly going to try to figure out a way to monetize those, to be honest, because people are using YouTube's platform in an unbelievable way to make billions of dollars, and YouTube's not getting a cut of me you know, on YouTube saying this video is sponsored by so-and-so. I think they're going to figure out how to monetize that. But that's a way better method because the reason it's such a good method is if I'm watching a creator I like Mm -hmm. and they pitch a product to me Mm -hmm. that is sponsored by, it means way more than the ad that comes up before that I can skip or even if it's mandatory. It's also way cheaper because that you're paying a flat fee to a creator Mm -hmm. That video could get five million plays and be worth unbelievable amount. It also could get a thousand plays. Yeah. You don't really know. So you're also it's a lottery system in that. But yeah. paying a straight up creator yeah. a sponsored video, mm-hmm. 
is really, really effective. It's how kids, the story we've told before about how like kids are using things like SeatGeek and all these different things because their favorite vlogger did a video. They knew nothing about what SeatGeek was, but then their parents were like, we should buy tickets. Oh, you should use SeatGeek and use promo code this. It's important. Yeah. Squarespace does this with every, they spend more money on influencer marketing than any company I've ever seen. I swear they sponsor everything on YouTube. I don't even know how they make money at this point, but regardless, it's effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the smarter okay. play right now until YouTube decides to figure out how to monetize it okay. because of the fact that them talking about it also in their video mm-hmm. shows up to every view ever. Where those ads that show before it are only showing up based on the budget that you put in front of the video. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you may spend seven dollars for one click for a term, or you could spend a thousand to sponsor the whole video, but that thousand lasts for the lifetime of that video. Mm-hmm. And if you get lucky enough to sponsor one that for some reason goes mm-hmm. pretty viral, yeah. that's you can get an unbelievable bang for your buck. Right. But the biggest thing, and this is all influencer marketing, the most important thing is if you're going to sponsor a video for someone, let them decide how they want to present it in whatever way they want to present it. Because the biggest mistake you can make is to take a vlogger who has a great audience and knows his audience, and then you're like, can you please say this script? A, they probably won't do it, Mm -hmm. and you'll lose it. But more importantly, it won't feel natural to their audience. Yes. But when someone talks about it, a creator I talk talk or listen to and they talk about something, it means a lot more mm-hmm. Absolutely. In, a, in a big way. It means a lot more. And I think the common question I get all the time and we're, we vlog. So like people, you know, will see the camera on me all the time. And the common question always is, do you make money on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you really like, like, how do you, you know, everyone's interested. And I'm always like, you know what? Like, it's not about necessarily, I mean, don't get me wrong. Can you make money on YouTube? Yes. Do people make a ton of money on YouTube? Yes. And can you? Of course. But it's, it's not even about that. Literally, there's legitimate customers that Scott and I have gotten mm. for our legitimate company right. that pay us legitimate like. money. Yeah. And there's legitimate food on my table because of it. Like, yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's, it comes yep. from the attention mm-hmm. that that's and it's and and we're not even like getting we just are getting started which is mm-hmm. the funniest bit about it mm-hmm. but P, yes I, I think i just like i said i think it's a base that should be covered mm-hmm. if you're a business if you're an influencer mm-hmm. a personal brand whatever and you can use it to your advantage as well if you're just getting started too yeah and i think it's it's a platform that isn't so much like age specific like definitely not no there are so many kids that are on. They watch it like TV. Yeah, that's the that's the difference. And yes, it is their TV. All ages it's from all ages. my four-year-old daughter. Yes, loves the chances that she gets that yep. I let her have a little bit of uninterrupted time to watch YouTube. Yeah, she's four. Mm-hmm. And there's 90-year-olds yes. that because they don't even realize they're on YouTube at the time. They just search <laughs> Google and then it yeah. came up. Like the whole point is picture right. at the top of the search. Yeah. And that's the difference is right. there are different ages that are in these social media platforms. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think YouTube is a social media platform. YouTube is a consumption platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the world mm-hmm. is – did you bring up the stat of how many people – in the la- I can tell you stuff off the top of my head. It, every 30 minutes – there is more content uploaded on YouTube yeah. than all cable television since it began day one have, have been put out. I, I do know that it reaches more Americans, especially like 18 to, to 20 or 18 to 34. Um, They're the ones that consume the most of it. Right. But they, sure. they use it. That's where they watch television. Yep. That's all. I literally, if it wasn't for my wife, I would literally cancel all TV. Mm. And just use YouTube because that's literally all I go to. She's yeah. she's not the same, yeah. but it will be the same soon. The whole mm-hmm. the whole 
the whole landscape of television is changing. Yeah. It's already oh. changed to an internet base, but it's okay. going to change even more. It's okay. going to be a pay-per-channel thing mm -hmm. in a couple of years yes. that when you want to watch ABC, it's not a part of anything. Mm -hmm. You pay $3 a month to watch ABC. Right. And then you, just like an app subscription, right. you pay for the four channels that you actually watch. Mm -hmm. yep. But more and more companies are starting to realize, yeah, like you should put, every time a news story comes on, you should just go on YouTube Live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where people are. Yeah. And, and go direct to the source. Because yep. the more and more that I can get direct to you, the more and more that all the other people are now in trouble. Yeah. Because previously, you had to be in a contract with somebody to get on their cable network. Right, right. Right. You don't anymore. Yeah. You have direct to consumer. Yeah. So you know who's the most scared about this? All the companies that are currently selling cable television. Mm -hmm. Because they realize that all these contracts oh, yeah. are coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And... It's like a record deal of music. You used to have to have a record deal to get in front of people. Mm -hmm. Record labels are dying right now trying to figure out how in the world they're going to stay afloat because they no longer have leverage. They no longer are the ones that you need to do it. And now they need you way more than you need them. them. That's never how it was. Yeah. And cable television is no different because yeah. when you can download the app yeah. for ABC – and just direct in there, which right now you can't, just direct in there just by ABC without having to log in with your mm -hmm. things, those contracts are going to expire. Oh, yeah. And you're only going to pay 2 bucks, yep. 99 cents maybe, yeah. for a channel. Yeah, which is so <laughs> crazy. I actually was, my mom was saying like, oh, I don't have, I don't have QVC. And I'm like, go on YouTube. It's mm -hmm. live. QVC mm -hmm. live. Like, yep. Or on their apps or, or their yeah, app all the different or people. Yeah, so any other last minute things you want to say about YouTube? I Oh, gosh, wanna... we could talk about it forever, but that, I think we covered a lot. I, I think that all you need to hear are just a couple ridiculous, ridiculous stats. I'm trying to find the ones that I actually – 400 hours are uploaded to YouTube every minute. One, one billion hours of videos are watched every day. One billion hours per day. Yeah, it's insane. Like to give you like just a crazy – understanding of how many people spend it i have a very small per se youtube channel of forty-one thousand subscribers in the last 28 days seven hundred ninety-three thousand minutes have been watched on my channel mm -hmm. One hundred and forty thousand views so one hundred forty thousand eyeballs have watched one tiny small YouTube that is zero point zero 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 one percent of like how many how much content is out yeah, there. Yeah. That's crazy. And the amount of companies they'll come to us be like, yeah, we just got, you know, a thousand people to see our our ad on this. I'm like, it's great. I've gotten hundred forty thousand times like yeah. meaning this is why like influencer marketing and why YouTube is such a serious thing. Yes. There are so many people mm -hmm. on it watching. Mm -hmm. And it's and accessible, it, everybody. Yeah. Because all you have yeah. to do is start posting. And free. And free. Yes. You don't have to pay to post. <laughs> you, it, you post. It's unbelievable. You pay in hard work, maybe, yep. or whatever, but you just post. That's the best thing about it is that it's accessible for everybody. You just have to have a good story to tell. And the biggest thing about being scared to start, don't be scared to start because when you start, no one's watching anyway. True. It's the truth. That's when you can learn. Find your voice after yeah. a year, and you're still fine because most mm -hmm. people still aren't watching. The right. problem is most people quit because of that. Correct. Most people post. They get super. The amount of people that have started vlogging and six videos in, they're like, I have four views. This just isn't worth it. That's why 99.9% .9 of people mm -hmm. don't do it. Mm -hmm. You have to look past that this is super long-term. Mm 
and just post and stop paying attention to what's coming in. It's a marathon. It's a huge marathon. Yeah. YouTube's not going anywhere in case people didn't know. (laughs) Amazon's the only people that have a chance of dethroning YouTube in a huge, huge way. I was wondering about that. Oh, they that could be that could be an entire other episode, but they are the only ones that are gonna cause a major disruption in all things because they have unlimited money. All right, so let's just touch on a couple of things like Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Who should be on Pinterest? Moms. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of moms and and females are on Pinterest. Yeah. So I think that if you run anything that is targeted to them, mm-hmm. like if they're your target market, if you're selling dresses, if you're selling jewelry, if you're selling arts and crafts, if you're selling signs, if you're selling like, you know, unique things. Decor, yes. you know, anything like that. It's a huge, huge platform. I will not even get into like how to use it yeah. properly because I don't I don't physically use it a lot. Yeah. I know my wife uses Pinterest and boards, mm-hmm. pins boards all over the place. I know that people pay yeah. attention to it. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. I won't tell you how to use it. Right. But I will say if you're into something that is targeted mm-hmm. at a female demographic, mm-hmm. Especially if, if it's a visual product. Yep. Get on there. Get on there yeah. and figure out how you're going to use it efficiently because it's good. And there are people out there, like I know one girl, Jenna Kucher, I think is her name. She has like courses mm-hmm. on how to best utilize your different platforms. So if you do your research, you'll find stuff and you'll be able to you know learn how to mm-hmm. – how to utilize those different kinds of platforms. Well, I used to be on Pinterest, uh, but now I'm mostly on Instagram. Like I used Pinterest for design stuff. Mm -hmm. To me, it's so much easier to find it now on Instagram. Personally, I've shifted. Yeah. I mean, you, but like I've used Pinterest a ton over the last month to literally look at pool ideas because I want to put in a pool. So, so if I found an amazing pool in Pinterest and I pinned the board, or pinned it or shared it and you were the and you were the company yeah who that was that worked. the pool designer right yeah and there was the thing that was like love this pool get a quote mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you won right <laughs> so th- th- there's reasons to use it mm-hmm. there's there's 100% i could find a million legit reasons why like we should use it as a company mm. we're just spending our time right now on a lot of other platforms yeah. that i don't think that it makes sense to try to do 8 million things and everything if you don't have the capacity to do it but you should pay attention audience. to it 250 million people use pinterest every month mm-hmm. 83% of women ages 25 to 54 i was going to say i feel like it's a more of a but 50, thing, 50% of new signups in 2018 were men. Huh. We're coming in we're so, coming in hot here. Yeah. <laughs> so it it's it's just yeah, it just makes sense to realize like people are on it. Yeah. yeah. They're on it. They're on it in a huge way. Mm-hmm. And you just really have to figure out how you're going to actually use it. Mm-hmm. Is really the big thing. Right. Don't be like I don't use it so no one does it. If your targets, mm-hmm. if you're in the wedding industry, mm, oh yeah. Oh gosh. The wedding is a huge <laughs> Yeah. Huge, huge. Yep. Dresses, mm-hmm. all those kind of things, the decor of it. Oh, my goodness. If you're – Perception Even I think a lot of personal stuff. brands can use it in a big way because people yeah. love mm-hmm. quotes. They love quote graphics. Mm-hmm. They love all those kind of things. People yeah. get those. So yep. there's there's no reason not to use it other yeah. than if – if make sure you're your utilizing – Yeah, your audience is in there. Yeah. But based on that stat, which actually is surprising to me, the audience is going up. It's bigger. Yeah, it's in bigger than you realize. In 2016 – 
40% of new users were men. Now it's 50% in 2018 mm-hmm. of new users. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, it was definitely a female-driven place to be. And I think it still is, almost. But I think that's changing. Yeah, that's what it sounds yeah, like. This is also an interesting one, too. Like High-income high yeah. and educated U.S. households are twice as likely to use Pinterest as low-income and less yes. educated. So even to, even to a demographic of like who knows how accurate that is or whatever, right, but right. It, it's just important. I like, I like statistics because statistics mm-hmm. sh- just at least show you who, who is the general person on it mm-hmm. and then realize that things also change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram's 18 to 34 as it's yeah. you know, norm. Well, that eventually becomes older because those people get older. They don't leave the platforms. Right. So things are always shifting. Yep. So realize that maybe it's a good one to just pay a lot of attention to mm-hmm. and think about what you're going to do long-term with it because right. it, it is another search engine right. in, in other ways. Some people just go directly to that for, was that, for was that a, for Was things. that a nice segue into Snapchat or is that the next, not the next thing? We can go to Snapchat. Snapchat is, yeah. is the next thing. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Huh, about yep. that. Mm-hmm. You talk about the age no, you shifting like, of the, the age shifting. I yep. was like, oh, yeah. is that a good way to go in there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and it definitely yeah. is. That's, yeah. you know, Snapchat's another one. My Snap- sister, who's younger than me. How old is she? She's 24. She's my age, right? Oh, yeah. And she's actually getting toward, you know, I mean, she's definitely on Instagram too, but Snapchat is, has been her thing for a while. Yep. And not as much mine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that like her and her friends, like that's all, Mm -hmm. that's all that they do. And I think that they do smart things too, where, um, they have, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Filters? No. Well, I mean, the filters are hilarious, but... You just don't know Snapchat at all, so we don't, don't need to talk about it. <laughs> and and here's, the, here's the thing. Call it lifeline. Here's the thing. Most, most of us don't use it that, that often. No. Um, yeah, I don't. But 300... My, well, I was gonna say my age is the tipping, like the tipping point, because like there's I, I have I have a good amount of friends that that's all they use. Yeah. They literally are not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of I have like an older soul, so I feel like I've just gone to the Instagram yeah, side. Yeah, and you're a creative, so I think, yeah, so like the visual side of it and all yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like Snapchat's very, very like communication between, like really fast communication, yeah. and I see like like for example, like I've seen just a ton of like even kids like a high school in in our church and all these things and all yeah. these places like it's just. It's only they don't even text. Yeah. It's and only it's, and they are so fast inside. So fast. When I watch my niece, I'm like, and then they send the dumbest things oh half the goodness. time in it, like yeah. of the roof and of the, like a piece of their ear that's just like, <laughs> yeah, like it's they, weird. But stuff. it's the whole point though is 310 million active users, mm-hmm. 190 million daily, three billion snaps every day. And the average time spent 30 plus minutes, 73% of people 18 to 24 years old is the percentage of users. That's a lot of people. Huge. But Snapchat, because of who's in it, is probably the hardest platform of Mm -hmm. any for a company to break through on. That's true. Because those kids move so fast Mm -hmm. in all platforms, but Mm -hmm. Snapchat more than anything, they want nothing to do with most any sort of ad anything in there which is why snapchat's had a hard time with a lot of their ad attempts is because no one's seeing good enough results Mm -hmm. where you actually i think make money the only place you make money in snapchat is to influencer Mm -hmm. marketing on snapchat and like i'd go as far as saying like you don't even have to create yourself a snapchat at all and just let other people Mm -hmm. 
promote your brand outside of Snapchat, you'd probably have equal more success yeah. than trying to even figure out how to do it. Because if you don't do Snapchat right, <laughs> which is very hard to do right yeah. as a business, yeah. you'll waste money. And time, yeah. It's, just, it's literally just like, not. Yeah. Yeah. But the the time shifting thing that we said or the, the uh, age shifting thing is important to realize if you're a, a company that is planning on staying around for a while mm-hmm. and your target demo is like 25 to 30, mm-hmm. well, all these 73% of 18 to 24-year-olds, they, they get older, if yeah. you didn't know. Like, they... they <laughs> They get older, they age out of platforms, yeah. they may even stay in it, but more importantly, it doesn't say what amount of people use other platforms, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of kids are also on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Meaning, if you can even do somewhat of attention and awareness in Snapchat, mm-hmm. when they get into other platforms, mm-hmm. you already have at least a little leg up if yeah. they have seen something from you or heard about you right. whatsoever. Right. Um, people are using it like crazy. It's definitely not as dead as people think. Like a lot of people say Snapchat is dead and all that kind of stuff. But it's those stats, I would love to have a company that had 3 to 15 million people each day. That wouldn't be a dead company to me yeah. at all. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's more of it really depends on what it is you're offering, selling, yeah. whatever yeah. that may look like. But like I think it's making plenty big enough of a dent to pay attention to it or to, to figure out a way. And especially in an influencer marketing standpoint, because yeah, right. if you're getting people that are 19 years old mm-hmm. and you offer them $100, $200 for an ad, they're like, that's amazing money to them. Mm-hmm. And you might be getting in front of thousands and thousands of people yeah. for so cheap because yeah. they're, that's a lot of money to them. Yeah. Before I was 21 years old, you know, that's a lot of money to these kids that just had their first cars and their right. first loans and their first yeah. like reality of life, right. they need money right. and you can get them very inexpensive mm-hmm. and let them just yeah. tell their message in whatever weird way they do it on Snapchat is the key with them. If you're doing influencer marketing on Snapchat, don't even speak a second into what they should be doing because unless you know it, you have no clue how to either. Yeah. So they're going to do much better. Yeah, yeah for sure. And and Snapchat and kind of it's musically. I don't even know if you had that on there, mm-hmm. but musically is another one that's so and it's actually even younger than Snapchat, mm-hmm. but it's being used in kind of a very similar way. And there are a lot of people that are putting out different content on that. That and it's not actually called musically anymore. It's called TikTok. But oh, musically, switched, yeah. musically is now TikTok. But TikTok has. A lot of attention as yes. well, and that's the, like my my uh, eight. How old is she? Eight? I should know. Eight year old niece mm-hmm. like has a, a TikTok Which from her mama's phone. Like she can't even. She can't. She doesn't even have her own phone to do it. Yeah, yeah. But she'll post just like mm-hmm. it's. It's really like fun lip singing to a point. Yeah, it's yeah. like, but there's people that are trying to figure out how to cleverly do it. But to you can't see this unless you're watching the actual thing, but. If you actually are able to see how much they've grown Mm -hmm. in the last bunch of years, Mm -hmm. they've absolutely been growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's an audience that's even younger than Snapchat. And to most companies, maybe it would be a waste of time to get that target audience. But not if you're doing certain, if you're selling certain things or if you're in it for the long game and you want to be the crazy rare company that's posting really funny, fun things of mm-hmm. employees in TikTok mm-hmm. that would just not be at all what people expect. Right. 
there's ways that you can utilize it right. as well. I would say that 99% of companies listening will never mm-hmm. post or even sign up for an account. Right. Not saying that's correct, right. but it was the most downloaded app in the App Store in Q1. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people. Remember that? We, we also, like, remember we spoke at that one event and this, like, 16-year-old girl came up to us and was like, oh, you guys are doing YouTube. That's cool. Something I want to do. And I remember she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got pretty big on Musical.ly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting. Okay. And, like, she was talking to us about that. And now today, I mean, I, I don't know exactly, but I think last time I checked, she has, like, over 20,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she does a lot of, like, little, mm-hmm. gets paid mm-hmm. for little modeling things and things she does or whatever. But I'm like, she's 17 years old. Yeah. And like she got huge on Musically, like yeah, or, or now TikTok, whatever. But like it's just you never know, and it's true. What mm-hmm. Scott said, like you never know. These kids are getting older, yep. And eventually they're going to need money to, to do mm-hmm. these things. And so like it's a huge, huge way that you can, I think, reach out to kids or, or not reach out to kids. You shouldn't say that, but like just to like be able to pay attention to what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it was the sixth most six most downloaded app in the world in yeah. 2018, mm. like out of all apps, right? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> There's a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's more. And then there's you know other platforms we could dive into like Twitch and different things that are huge in the gaming market, but are also like another big social media avenue, another mm-hmm. whole place. I'm not even gonna get into that because yeah. Twitch is not something that I do anything on. But it's big though. They're <laughs> exactly it's huge. Video games, and it's owned by Amazon. Which, in case you didn't know, they have a few dollars to spend. <laughs> so. Uh, they have, yeah. they have airplanes in the air, people. <laughs> they have, yeah, 70 of them currently, and they're disrupting every platform in the world. <laughs> they really and, I, and I'm not one of those people at all that's like, how dare Amazon? I'm like, dude, impressive. Like, you guys, everyone needs <laughs> whatever, to look out for whatever them. Whatever I see, they're Boeing flying in the air. I'm like, look at them winning. Do you see them? Like, look at that. They're winning. Look at, you, look at, look at UPS and FedEx and everyone else being like, oh, no. <laughs> This is not good. Dude, every mom and pop shop. 26%. Not every mom and pop shop. Toys R Us shook in their boots and went out of business. If Toys R Us went out of business, and this is all just to say, like, that's not the whole topic, but, like, Amazon or any other company Mm -hmm. just needs to constantly pay attention to what people are doing Mm -hmm. and execute on it. And that's what Amazon is doing. And that's what a lot of people aren't. All these platforms are things that you either are going to get the chance to start to execute on mm-hmm. or don't mm-hmm. and go out of business. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying if you don't get on TikTok tomorrow, you're going to go out of business. But if you ignore mm-hmm. the internet as a whole and ignore what's happening on the internet yeah. as a whole, you will. You will. Yeah. You're in big trouble mm-hmm. because this is there's no doubt that this is changing everything. The internet, not just social media, just the internet in general is changing everything. Yeah. But you need to be somewhere. And viewers, obviously, you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is an aspect of like you're probably already working on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you. Yes, kudos to you for listening to just the greatest <laughs> social media podcast in the universe right here. Number one the in the universe. world. <laughs> Number one. Do people just say that? I think people just say that. <laughs> just sounds well, good. It's, like, it's hard to actually even search for I know that, search right? what it is. So any other last remaining comments i think my last thing that i was just thinking about now is just like it's funny that like all this stuff is currently happening you might be like learning about this stuff for the Mm -hmm. first time but what's so funny is that it's always changing it's always changing yeah there's gonna be a new thing that we're not talking about exactly as just a learning process because it will always be changing all the time yeah yeah, WhatsApp's another one we didn't even talk about whatsapp's not even not even i don't think considered social media but it is 
humongous mm -hmm. worldwide. Mm -hmm. And they now are having, you know, ad platforms built inside WhatsApp. And there's ad platforms right. built inside messengers. And there's can't even. There, can't it's, even. It's so much. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's always changing. It's super important to not be, not, don't, you can't let overthinking and overwhelming mm -hmm. cripple you to actually do nothing. That's the biggest mistake I feel like people get. Mm -hmm. People get so overwhelmed that they're like, I just don't even know where to begin. Well, mm -hmm. you got to begin somewhere. Mm -hmm. Nothing's not a great place. Because <laughs> five years from now, if you've got a business, you can't be like, I just, it was too overwhelming. Well, you, you, really don't have a, yeah, like you don't have, you don't have, you can't ignore it. So and it can be fun. That's the thing. It can be very yeah. fun. It's just you have to just learn about what's happening. You have to current. learn, or you have to. And if you listen to the podcast, it's great. Like you said, it's people that are obviously mm -hmm. wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. um, we don't. We're not experts in this, but I think we are. Like, we are practitioners of understanding what's happening, mm -hmm. so that we, when we talk to people that are listening to this podcast or through the podcast they can trust that we're doing some homework mm -hmm. and when we sell to clients to produce content to social media and that we're going to try to make them understand how to actually get results from what they're doing, mm -hmm. we understand how to get the results for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think the biggest thing is there's just so much information out there, so much wrong information that it's important to just pay some attention to what people are doing. Mm -hmm. So that when you're choosing companies that help with it, because if you can't do it yourself, your next best bet is to choose a company to help you with yes. it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just important to do some research on the company. Mm -hmm. Like, don't just look at obviously their subscriber counts or all that kind of stuff, because that's you never know when things were created. Yeah. You don't know any of that. Yeah. But look at like, are they doing the type of stuff that you want to do? Mm -hmm. If you see someone killing it on Snapchat mm -hmm. and you want to get on Snapchat, yeah. talk to that person. Right. Or if you're looking to put out tons of content on YouTube and you like the way someone's putting content out on YouTube. Mm -hmm then they're the good people to follow. Right, not right. about their likes, not about right. their followers, their view count, nothing. Mm -hmm. Just do you like what they're doing? Yeah. Yep. And I think we've even had people that have come to us that have a ton of subscribers mm -hmm. on YouTube, but they want us to help with another specific right. aspect of social media, whether it's ad space or, or whatever it might be. So don't be afraid to ask for help or yeah. find a company You know that could really help you because it's it's such an important piece of business. And if you're not doing it or if you're not utilizing it well and you don't want to, like, please find someone to help you with yeah. that. Yeah, because you could also find someone that has a million subscribers on YouTube but has never run an ad in their life. Right. So mm -hmm. just because they have a following doesn't mean they actually even know how to use the program, like, right. to, for your business. Right. Because it's also entirely different for a vlogger or some random person that is – you can easily find people on Instagram that have bought – half a million mm -hmm. followers and likes yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Doesn't mean they're actually going to be able to get your business mm -hmm. any business mm -hmm. other than buying yeah. you likes, which right. do nothing for you. Right, yeah. So it's really it's important to, yeah, do your research. And then and then just give people a chance to do something if you feel like yeah. they're going to work. And then if they don't, you don't. Should be a student, got to be a student to the market because I've noticed that the, I'm learning that the market has no isms. Like, no, the market doesn't care who you are, who your parents were, like, none of these things. It's, it's if you can learn and be a student, and don't just be a student that takes notes and does nothing. Knowledge <laughs> yeah. plus action. You have to do something about it. And Gary so, always says you can't read about push ups and get in shape. <laughs> it's so true. I love it. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs>
and I put down your fitness magazine because it ain't working. <laughs> put, you, put down your social media stats. That's yeah. a good way to end it. All the stats we threw out mean nothing whatsoever if you don't actually do something with it. So Amen. that's how we're going to end it. What are you going to do with it? Thanks for listening. Bye.